We're live. So let's try not to ramble this, this time. <laughs> let's get ready to ramble. Dun, dun, dun. All righty. All righty then. Cheers. There are rocket ships. What? <laughs> there are... <laughs> relationships but there's no <laughs> such thing as friendships you mean there's nothing like friendship there's no such thing yo get up and take this shot do you think my father's heard this podcast yet <laughs> i don't want to know my father hasn't talked to me in the last week but that's that's the part cheers to pendulum cheers to michael kelly and, yeah that too Woo! Let's get this show Let's on the road. It. All right, all right. I've been watching we a lot of Matthew McConaughey recently. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey just makes me so wet. Ain't that the fucking truth? Ain't that the motherfucking truth? Speaking of truth, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Speaking of smooth <laughs> transition there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the second ever episode of The Scarlet Skeptics. Dun, 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 dun. I am your host, or one of them, Grace Castro. And I'm Heather Kelly. I'm your other host. Super excited to come back to you today with this conversation. We want to say real quick that we are so overwhelmed with the love and support that we got at this first episode. It's literally been incredible, and you guys are absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for giving us your time. Yeah, definitely. We were... Honestly, I was like shocked at the the feedback that I was getting because I re-listened I to it too. and I was like, damn, did I ramble? Like I was no, like, exactly. let me briefly <laughs> break this down and like, let me briefly explain for half of my first later. episode of podcast <laughs> to you why I didn't give you one last week. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, nobody's here. Literally not a single human being. We should have listened to it and just been like, hey, if you want to actually hear something, yeah. like skip to 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Skip to the 30-minute mark. You'd be better off. When we get heated and personally, like, in-depth. It was a good time. It was a good time. If you didn't stay till the end, I highly recommend you go back and give us a second try. The last 30 minutes were key if you actually gave a shit. The last, yeah, a few minutes, honestly. But definitely more so than the first 30 minutes of rambling. But the good thing is we are back and at it again with the... Best episode that you will ever hear for a second episode of a podcast in your life. Yeah, we're just going to continue to try and manifest that until it becomes the best episode. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we are here today to talk to you about something that we kind of started talking about last week. So yeah. I think we mentioned pendulum swings a couple of times in that episode, mm-hmm. but I don't think it made sense. And I think that if people are listening to it and going, okay, like... This is a pendulum, so I don't get where the correlation is. Mm. Like, I get that. Like, I feel like that makes complete sense. Right. I mean, that's what I. That's what I felt. So Heather has been talking a whole lot about this pendulum swing deal, and I kept hearing it like we would be talking about something, you know, deep and profound, and somehow a pendulum swing was involved. And I kind of had a misunderstanding of what it meant. So one day Mm. I was like, Heather, what in the actual fuck? Do you mean by pendulum swing? Like, are you overusing this word or Mm -hmm. is it maybe underused or Mm -hmm. misunderstood? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, break it down for me, baby. Okay, let's let's break it down then, boo. Let's break it down. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like... What does it really mean? Like, how how could it, like, at the basis, what is it? So the effect that it has had on my life, okay? So I don't really know. It was, it's kind of the idea that everything has an equal opposite greater wait what's the phrase an equal and opposite reaction exactly so when you pull a pendulum up and then you let it go the opposite reaction that it's going to swing to the other side is the exact amount that you dropped it at okay but if you think about that in the terms of life like literally everything works like that the greatest highs are the greatest lows I feel like pendulum swings are all about Taking the good with the bad, I feel like that's how that has influenced me. And it's not just that. It's understanding that the bads that you're experiencing 
are the opposite effect of the greatest joys that you've had in your life. The biggest things that have hurt you have also brought you the biggest sense of normalcy and love and this, that, or the other, or they were supposed to. And that's how I think it tied into like truth and what we were talking about that because it's how you perceive the situations that come into your life. So like if something happens and you think this is absolutely the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. in reality, it's kind of like how, I don't know about your moms, but my mom would always tell me that like when bad things happen, you know, it's like building character and there's Mm -hmm. this, there's something that good that comes out of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so these things that we see as so horrible or so traumatic actually may be one of our greatest strengths in that they make us better and more understanding people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I've had so many things happen in my life that I thought, it, in the moment, we're horrible, mm-hmm. absolutely horrible. And we'll talk more about those things before. And they seemed devastating and like my life was over. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that all it did was it made me a less judgmental person. And mm-hmm. it gave me a deeper understanding of people and myself and how I want to live and carry myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's everything that we th- that we see mm-hmm. is based off of our perception. So our truth perception is everything. Our truth is yeah, exactly. It's relative to our perception because truth is that which is based in reality. And so your reality is different from mine. And so our truths are different. And so the way that you look at things in life, like you said, with the pendulum swings. Mm-hmm is that's that's how it clicked for me, at mm-hmm. least. I don't know how it may click for others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, I loved that idea of, like, the way you look at the ups and the downs in your life, they actually, even your greatest highs, you may think, like, your life is, you feel amazing and whatever and all of this, and it's it might be super temporary and it might bring about your greatest down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like everything has its its karma it does so everything is going to have a reaction to it everything nothing happens in a vacuum you can't do anything without it affecting something or someone else that's just not physically possible i think karma exactly what you're saying is that karma is also a very misunderstood concept it's that you kind of like get what you deserve you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying that's and not I feel it's- what karma is because it's based in taoism or I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But this idea in Hinduism and Buddhism and everything, you know, karma, a lot of people don't have a good understanding of it, including myself. But I listened to somebody who was talking about it once and was saying that um, karma is like action. Mm -hmm. And so when you put action out there, action comes back to you. And so it's more of a, a doing rather than a deserving. Heard. I feel like that's an energy You get what comes back. You know, you get what you put out. Exactly. And I feel like it has such a negative connotation to karma. I feel like karma is always like, oh, well, they're going to get it. That's their karma. Yeah, but that's not how it works. And that's not what we're referring to. It's if you're putting in hard work and hard energy and you're putting in the time and the effort, you are going to reap something from that, whether it be what you expected or not. Right. But regardless... What you see as revenge or worthy revenge mm-hmm. for somebody doesn't mean that that is how they are going to learn their lesson. And it may come into fruition, you know, very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you say, oh, I did this to somebody and then it happened to me, you think that's karma. But that's actually... It's more of a like a slow fade. It kind of it means it that can you happen were in a low place because of what they did to you and you did it back. You pendulum swung it and then there we are. Yeah. It's just honestly, I feel it's the idea that you have to take the good with the bad, mm-hmm. as I already said, and I know I stated it. Eek. Yeah, but like it. it's also understanding that with everything big that comes in your life, there's gonna be a huge negative aspect to it it's the art of war you're going to attack anything at you're you're not going to come to anything full frontal no one's going to attack the u.s exactly on foot uh, on the shores of maine just like ain't nobody gonna do that like that's just dumb as shit you know then nobody wants to talk about the gtp3 aspect Mm -hmm. of like other countries invading us like art of war-esque style exactly you know what i'm saying so you take our strength which is the fact that we are militaristically strong and that we're completely showing our ass and we don't care about our individuals as long as we are seen as on top uh, I get what you're saying, but I think it's more so of like we are super strong military, 
but our digital infrastructure is left open wide. Wide open. Like what Tristan Harris was saying in that podcast that we were mm-hmm. listening to about, um, what was it called? The Welcome to the Cult Factory? Yes. It was Sam Harris. Making podcast. Sense by Sam Harris. Yeah, Making Sense. He had on Tristan Harris, and they were talking about how, like, our infrastructure is just open to basically like China and creation of TikTok. This just mm-hmm. instilling ideas in people subconsciously, entrenching beliefs and uh, propaganda towards certain political groups and mm-hmm. each other, and just this like miss this. It's it's like everybody is just drowning in this misinformation. And we want to talk about like all of these things, like you know, nobody could pose war on us. But I mean, our country is about to go into literal civil war because we have, from the inside out, turned against each other. Exactly. There's so much propaganda out there. There's so much fake news that you can't understand. You can't decipher what's true. So when it comes to like what you see, even what GTP three is for anybody listening who doesn't understand, it's this new form of AI. Um, that can basically completely and flawlessly replicate mm-hmm. video and audio of somebody. So basically what it does is you give them a clip of somebody and it can take their audio profile and you can use that to create whatever you want to say. Your intonation, so your pronunciation, you can literally, your everything. Exactly. You can literally see a video of Donald Trump saying something and doing something that he never did. So what it does is, is like we 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 think of this long term where we won't be able to, you know, know this or that or whatever. But what like what Tristan Harris was saying is that we're not looking at the more close term idea mm-hmm. that we're already starting to doubt everything. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like what? How do we know what's true? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important for us to in this time period of like our lives and everything else that's going on. Excuse me. I think it's so important for us to break down why truth is so tricky. Yes. Like, I feel like that's big. I think I have always had a struggle with truth for sure, because I remember taking an apologetics class and the subjectivity and the objectivity of truth itself. Well, yeah, because what he used to say, and I agree is that he would say truth is that which corresponds to reality. Right. But somehow they believed that their reality was superior or somehow the more correct reality. And when that, sorry, what were you going to say? Go ahead. So with that, you have to accept the premise that everyone has the same reality to accept an objective Right, truth. like there's this universal reality as if like exactly. I see and understand the same things that you do. And where that broke down for me is when I went to, to Kyrgyzstan and mm-hmm. I met this woman, Gulshan, and she... She was a Muslim girl and she was just, I like at the time I was a Christian, um, I was doubting a lot of things and I asked her to like tell me because all I had ever heard of Muslims, I had never met a Muslim person or a Muslim woman at that or anybody who followed any kind of Islamic faith. And I asked her because in my mind, it was all like radical Islam based on how our church had presented it to us. And the perception that we had gotten because of what we had heard and what we had been influenced by and where we lived. Exactly. And I thought like, she's so sweet. Like I have to understand why she could be, you know, so in my mind, stupid. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her to break it down for me and she was telling me all of this stuff. And I was like, damn, that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Like- that kind of sounds just like my beliefs. And she loved her God mm-hmm. as much as I loved my God. Mm-hmm. And she believed that she was right mm-hmm. as much as I believed Correct. that I was right. And so I was like, hold up. You don't believe in killing people or this or that or I like virgins in the afterlife. And she's like, no, I just believe in like love and God came for us and he, mm-hmm. he you know, this and that and whatever. And like the way she was just breaking it down it's like there are formalities, of course. There are exactly. things that are different. But in, but at its core, at the baseline, there was this, this love and understanding and this comfort mm-hmm. and this freedom and knowing what's going to happen when you die and where you came from and something that you could turn to in times of doubt. And mm-hmm. I saw so many similarities that I was like, holy shit. And like, I think at that point, it's where we get caught up in like... <laughs> our identities and what we identify as. And if I'm a Christian, I can't be a best friend 
with a Muslim because they don't believe anything that I do. Right. But in reality, it's like, where did you get your ideas from and where did she? And what threw me is like, what if I like just thought about it. I was like, what if I was born in Kyrgyzstan and I was born into Gushan's family and I believed just as much as she does that I was right. And then I thought, let's zoom out for a second and think about every fucking other person out there who has their sets of beliefs and their this and that because of their environment and what made them who they are. Okay, but what that comes back to for you is that it had to become personal. You personally had to experience someone else that had contrasting beliefs to yours, but the same ideas. That's the thing. I think that there's a lot of like preaching that goes on. There's a lot of trying to tell people how to think and how to feel without Mm -hmm. acknowledging how important experience is. So like I've said this probably a hundred times and you know it, but like there's a very big difference between seeing the ocean on a map and feeling the sand between your toes and the Mm. waves come over your feet and experiencing the ocean. Like I experienced it. I went there, I saw her, I met her, I felt it, and I understood it because it was communicated in a way to me that fed my understanding. Mm -hmm. And it was said to me in a way that I could absorb it and I could, you know what I'm saying? It was communicated to you in a way that you could accept it as truth. And if it would have been communicated to me otherwise, I can almost guarantee you that there would have been a defensive barrier up in my mind. Mm -hmm. It's like what we were talking about in that first episode, or maybe... Maybe we didn't air this episode that we were talking about the Socratic method. Yeah. I can't remember. So- Socratic. Socrates. <laughs> um, one of those. But so what happens is, is you literally turn off. It, there's these <laughs> triggers in your prefrontal cortex with how you absorb information and can change your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you have to get a yes, yes response to be able to actually change your mind and hear what somebody has to say. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that we don't really understand the way that we communicate is really how things are perceived. Mm -hmm. And so we just say Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is what I'm trying to communicate. And you've got all of these thoughts and ideas in your head that you think are so simple. This was my intention and you did it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And so intention and, and, you know. Execution and the message. <laughs> Execution is big on the intention. Mm-hmm. And so people think, oh, you're so fucking stupid. You don't understand my beliefs. You don't get that. I'm like, you realize that if somebody called you fucking stupid and then tried to tell you their perception, it's mm-hmm. just not going to be received in the same way. So let's talk about perception for a second, just in the slight difference. What if you had had the exact same conversation with that girl? But it wasn't a girl. And it was a 50-year-old Muslim man. It would have been completely different. It would different. have been different. You wouldn't have accepted the truth the same way. You would have had a different approach to him mm-hmm. as a human being. Again, it's your perception of the human being. Right. So it, with that information mm-hmm. and with that self-awareness, let's take a self-inventory real quick. Correct. And let's look at the way that we talk to people and the way we absorb information and the things we're turned off to. Mm-hmm. So I think all the time, like, you know, or you want to think this is the natural human tendency to think that you are correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I am right. And, and that's it. Or if you're an anxious human being, you're always wrong, but keep going. Valid points very much. But I'm just saying that it's like, in general, people like to, like we were talking about in the first episode, confirmation confirmation bias for their ethnocentric perspectives. Correct. Ethnocentricity is like this idea of just kind of like being in your own lane and what you think is right is right and your morality is the morality and your experience is the experience. It's the whole basis for why we judge people. It's also like the whole concept that the world doesn't revolve around you that you heard when you were like ages zero to 18. Yeah, that's like a simpler <laughs> version of it. Zero to 18, because I heard that quite a bit after 18. But. Oh no, I moved out two months after I turned 18. Can't relate, boo. Oh, I didn't hear it just from my parents, but that's mm. okay. I mean that too. But I just like, I just think it's so important to be self-aware of mm-hmm. the things that you believe in and the things, like when something makes you angry when you hear it, mm-hmm. ask yourself why. why? Oh, that's because Damn, I, she just spit some truth at y'all. Were y'all listening? <laughs> Fuck. That just hit me in the gut a little bit. Goddamn. But that's, that's what damn. we're doing. Like, why? 
Yeah. Why am I so upset? And why is this affecting me so much? Because honestly, honestly, anytime somebody talks about Donald Trump, I get angry. Triggered. Triggered. My little si- Okay, and like Triggered. it doesn't even matter if they listen to this, it's fine. My my sister-in-law, I have had differences with her and my brother and the their beliefs and their political mm-hmm. stance. And they posted a video of like my nephew saying, four more years, Donald Trump. Yeah. And I got mad. Please. Not even just mad. Like I was like hurt. Like, I was like, this is stupid. It's like they're indoctrinating. And then I had to, like, check myself. I was like, why is my blood actually boiling right now? And I thought about it, and it was really because I was just, I like, okay, what I, what I mean by I thought about it is I was like, how much do I know about Donald Trump and his campaign? I mean, I know he's, like, a shitty person. You know what I'm saying? And even in that, I have to check myself because if you actually drilled me about what I know about Donald Trump, it would be embarrassing on my part. So that's the funny <laughs> thing. Literally, so my boyfriend is mixed, okay? And both of his parents, like, don't hate Trump. And it really boggles me. And they're really for him. And they've brought out a lot of facts. Really? That I had absolutely, like, he dated, like... He's dated women of color in the past, like multiple for years. See, that doesn't fetter the other. And he's employed a lot of them. And did you know, like, the changes he's made for, like, fuck, what was it? I think it was LGBTQ communities in other countries. He went to the United Nations and to make the gay community legal. And I didn't know that. And in other countries, that's what he has been pressing for. And yes, that could be all political gain whatever but i didn't know that and i haven't looked into those facts there's still. a lot so i they don't could be know, wrong and i f- could be wrong but also hearing these juxtaposing opinions and not having clear data on which is right or wrong is a problem because you're hearing these things that are polarizing you and playing on your emotions and making you feel these types of way because of the experiences that you've been through. Right. But that's not necessarily who he actually is. It's just who he is in relation to you. And I feel like that's big in every relationship. That's what I feel we like people set about. expectations on others and expect them to be that from what they've perceived, but they're not that. And it's not fair to uphold them to that when that's not who they are. And that's just what you want them to be or what you expect them or what you experienced in the past. And you're, you're judging people based off of that. You bring a lot of baggage with you as a human being that people don't like to acknowledge because it doesn't seem like baggage. It seems like opinions and we mistake it for thinking that because you were hurt, you are more turned off to this or that, or you're Mm -hmm. more sensitive to this or that, or you may be overbearing to your partner or to your friend or to whatever because of your past experiences is the way that you were taught to think and people don't see these as like like complexes they just see them as truths and so like I want to hate Donald Trump and I do hate a lot of things that he says you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I hate a lot of things that Biden says I don't see myself as I like identifying as a politically knowledgeable person mm-hmm. my truth artillery is limited like Again, i yeah. i want to be able to speak on a lot of things and sometimes i do i, I mean sometimes but I, sometimes i mean a lot but like i speak out of i'm talking out of my ass like you're i'm talking out of emotion you're not talking out of truth exactly Mm -hmm. that's that's all it is like and somehow that stirs up such anger in me Mm -hmm. and so many other people and it's not that I would ever love to like I don't want to trigger anybody I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that by us talking about Trump and this or whatever that we are in any way justifying anything it was just that I had to really you know self-reflect on the way that I spoke to people Mm -hmm. and how I would love to be considered and spoken to was Mm -hmm. not the way that I was talking to other people Mm -hmm. And I wasn't putting out there what I wanted to receive. And that ties back into our karma action. And the funniest part about that is it's always the reason that you don't is your emotions. Exactly. And that's so funny to me. But we are overwhelmed by emotions Mm -hmm. because we don't want to consider how powerful they really are. Mm -hmm. And so we make them like this 
huge thing, yeah. you know, and because they are, they are, but they are very controllable. Very. People don't like to, and that's what we talked about a lot. People don't like to take accountability for how much control they have over their bodies and their minds. I mean, I don't, I'm out here drinking four sodas a day and two coffees and then complaining about my skin. Like yeah. it's little things like that. People don't want to take accountability for the small actions that add up and become this huge thing because it's, oh, it was just so small. Like, oh, it was just this or just that. Like, that's not... But they also don't, like you said earlier, take into account the pendulum swing of your actions. Mm -hmm. So everything that you do has an equal and opposite reaction. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Grace using the pendulum swing so correctly? I'm so proud. (laughs) I'm really moving up there. (laughs) She's stepping up. Ouchie, boo. Keep going. Sorry. No, but it was just like, that really, it hit me when you Mm -hmm. talked to me about that because I was like, I've always understood that there's a consequence Mm -hmm. to my actions. A lot of people just love to live in this like, you know, I don't know what to even, haphazard manner, really. It's not even haphazard. It's just unplanned, undefined. It is just what it is. And people just don't think that everything is a choice, but absolutely everything Mm -hmm. you say and do is a choice. And those choices that you make are going to reflect back on you. Damn. Fuck what anybody thinks about you. I don't mean reflect back on your character or your reputation or anything like that. Other people's opinions of you are none of your business. But you are your decisions. But that's what I'm saying. It's not like you should care what other people people think of you or how they see you because that's irrelevant. They're seeing you, like we said earlier, through the perception of their experiences and their biases and everything that's happened to them. Mm -hmm. They are judging you based off of that. But you have to live with yourself every day. Correct. You have to go to sleep with yourself every day. No matter how much you try and distract yourself, one day you're going to be sitting there sober and you're going to pick up your pet or your fucking phone or whatever you need to to distract yourself because you can't stand to be alone with your own thoughts. Okay, Grace, you didn't have to leave my soul out there. No, it's just <laughs> true, though. People don't can't be quiet with themselves yeah. because they're so... And then when you try and talk to them about real things, it's like they don't understand the source of their problems is themselves. Exactly. And it, it's never going to be anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you exactly. are the common denominator, baby. Yo. Okay, so it's actually really funny she says this because the pendulum swing And by you, I mean me. I just want to understand, like, real quick. Sorry. I'm not preaching at anyone. Like, I'm talking to myself. Oh, no. Literally, (laughs) when I say, listen here, you bitch. I'm 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 literally literally directing that to to the mirror that is right in front of me. (laughs) But it's okay. But Um, what were you saying? The pendulum swing? But I feel like I I first got, like, the concept in realizing that I was out here claiming that I was dating all these toxic ass guys and these bullshit ass men. And that I just hated like that I dated all the worst men. And then I was thinking about it and going, okay, so who's dating all of these toxic men are getting attracted to me. So what in me do I feel like they are filling that I can't fill myself? And that was big for me. Like what about me? Yeah. What am I searching for that? the toxic ass human being Damn. is filling. And honestly, the thing I found about it was it wasn't even all the qualities. Like they all had the strength and the determination and the like joviality that I wanted. But at the end of the day, what they all had that I wanted is that they were the problem yeah. and I couldn't be. They were the toxic one and everyone fucking knew it. So they were always the problem. But were they the problem? No. Because because I put everything on them. Anytime they fucked up, I held it over their head like a fucking carrot. Like, you remember what you did to me? You want to go sleep with another bitch? Okay, look at this, boo. And nothing they could do was right enough in my mind. And anything that I did wrong was righted by the fact that they did wrong. You know what's crazy? is I literally thought that same shit. Mm-hmm. I was like looking at my past and I was like all of these relationships, not even all of them, like all three of them. No, but but uh, no, it was just I have like a list. the relationships that I was in, I I never felt like I always felt like they were toxic. Yeah. But I didn't want to acknowledge my toxicity. And that I was allowing them. No, but I was toxic. Fuck allowing it. Like, I was toxic. The way that I would talk and be argumentative, the way that I would speak and be defensive, mostly defensive. Mm. Like, if anything was brought to my attention, 
Ooh, like huh. Ooh, you got me fucked up baby boy if you think i'm the issue you yeah. got it fucked up you just look at this it's gonna be your problem in a sec but that was the dish that was what we were talking about there was exactly. a disconnect of my perception of self uh-huh. i thought that i was this person and i am i mm. deep down deep deep down <laughs> deep, 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 i am down. this person <laughs> that i want to be you know i think a lot of people like we said earlier, perception of truth. You see people as what you want them to be. Shakespeare said expectation is the root of disappointment. God. Damn! We're going to come back to that comment. Keep no, going. but it's true. That was like, a really good. That we, was a really good We put quote. these expectations on people and then we're like, why are we disappointed? <laughs> why are they not acting like I thought they were going to Why are act they based on my perception I love? Exactly. Like as if we've made out these characters in our head and if somebody doesn't like, you know, reach that level of what we think they should be, then we're disappointed in ourselves for putting them into our environment or for them for not living up to these things that they, we think that they should. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) Just get paper towels. We are going to reupholster the chairs. While we're while we're here, um, yes, you talking about Donald Trump made me want to take a shot. So, oh, you're, and you know what's what made me want to take a shot is not that you were talking about Donald Trump, that you were saying something that could possibly be true that Donald Trump did that was like decent, and I was like, right, about to vomit, and it just gives you <laughs> such a visceral reaction of hatred, and that's the thing. Okay, but that's the thing I feel to it. I feel so we watched that. Or we listened to that Making Sense podcast, right? And right. so they were talking about how everyone has their own reality, how everyone is getting their targeted ads. We talked about that last week. But if you think that, like, about this and everything is... I've, I lost... Yeah. Okay, keep going. Don't even worry about it. I was going to say we should probably tie back into where we were at. Yikes. No, I just think it's crazy, like, how we put these expectations on people and we expect them to be this, like whatever that we've made them out to be in our heads and to rise to the level of our expectation. Yeah. How? And then when they don't base, because you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's crazy the way that we put expectations on ourselves and other people to mm-hmm. be and do and say certain things. I, yeah. It's I think, overwhelming. I think ourselves is even harsher because I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but for me at least, like, I know that when I have expectations on myself, they go above and motherfucking beyond anything that anyone could have ever set for me. They're unrealistic, and I fucking know that. Yeah. But if I don't achieve that, then I'm not happy. Right. And that's not okay. I I should be proud of the hard work and the effort and the discipline that I exemplified in order to get to where I am. I shouldn't be worried about the one thing that I did wrong out of 10 good things that I did right. But that's what we focus on. Mm -hmm. You can do so many good things throughout the day. Like I, when I went on this like productivity kick, you know what you want to talk about? fucking Toxic positivity. I thought that like I needed to be productive all the time. Quarantine had started Mm -hmm. and I was like, let's fucking get it. Like I'm going to be on it. I'm going to quit social media. I'm going to time block my days. I'm going to like, you know, this and that and whatever. And it just backfired, like, so hard. Yeah. I was just, like, wanting to do all of these things, and I put all these expectations on myself. And every time I didn't do something, I would be like, that was all I would focus on. Exactly. Rather than all of the things that I actually did do that day, I would be stuck on the things that I didn't do. And that's my whole life. I mean, fuck just quarantine. Like, even, like... Everybody used to always say, I feel like there's this pretty big disconnect, but like everybody used to always think that I was such a try hard, you know, when it came mm-hmm. to like school, mm-hmm. like with my grades, like I would be extremely disappointed in mm-hmm. myself if I got a B. Yeah. Like that wasn't because I had something to prove necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was. I just feel like it plays back into what we were saying earlier about the pendulum swing. In what way? In the fact that, we put these expectations on ourselves and we think it's a productive thing. Mm -hmm. 
We think that by putting these expectations on ourselves, we're pushing ourselves to reach higher mm-hmm. goals and to be better people and to do all of these things. When in reality, it's it's very it becomes forced, mm-hmm. and I feel like we put this pressure on ourselves that is completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And we have all of these. We think all of these eyes are on us, but in reality, they're all coming out of our own. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's very big. It's like I. I think the world is watching me. You know what I'm saying? Or judging my grades. You know how many fucks people give about my grades? Not one. Zero. Absolutely zero. Negatory Ghost Rider. Yo. (laughs) I would literally be up. (laughs) I can't stand you. I'm so funny. I can't brush by those. (laughs) We can't skip that. No. (laughs) No. But... uh, why do I wheeze like that? Like, <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. I just hate it, man. You know how small we are? You know what's crazy? I was just talking to Nick about this today. Like we were in the car and I was saying like, don't you ever just look around and think mm-hmm. about what we were saying earlier, perception. Yeah. Don't you ever just look around and you see all these people walking on the street and driving by you and you're like, they all think about their lives just as much as I think about mine. Oh my God. I was thinking on this thought train with you this morning. No, I just dead don't ass. think you knew because, okay, so listen, listen, we're, listen, listen. We're okay, cosmically everyone, in sync. You guys, no, I, I think me and Grace are lesbian lovers on the DL. <laughs> just don't tell anyone, okay? Thank it's, you. It's high key. All 128 of you that have already listened, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Anywho, but like, yo, yo, everyone has thoughts in their mind. All 24. <laughs> Why is that such a big deal? <laughs> Why is that such a complex notion? No. What? <laughs> Since when? But the but, thing is, is like, you have problems and highs and lows and issues and loves and preferences just like I do in a 24 hour period how many highs and how many lows do you think that you pendulum swing in and out of all goddamn day how many times have you had a bad day and thought yo I'm going through something I need a minute why can't you understand but But then you go through that moment and you're flipping shit and someone looks at you and goes well what if that had been me and you're like well I know you it wouldn't have been a big deal what's the difference that's the uh, exactly what why? There is Why? no difference. It's just when Why? it happens to you, it's different. When That's it's what we personal? were talking about. Okay, let's get into it. Let's you, get I, into it. I told myself I wasn't going to talk about the prison industrial complex. But oh, shit. She's just fucking going to the prison industrial complex. It's what coming we doing in. Here? Okay, let's fucking get it. No, I'm just saying uh, that I just when it comes to this idea of like truth, right? Yeah. Okay, we have this concept that like, If it happens to somebody else, it is like, okay, somebody killed somebody, right? Somebody raped somebody. Somebody did something absolutely fucking horrendous to somebody, right? Or robbed a bank or whatever, and we judge them from the outside looking in. We think this person is a bad person because they are not acting according to my inner morality and my conscious balance. Damn. So we think my morality is actually a very, I think we, okay, hold on. Wow. No, it's like, so basically it's this idea that like, if something happens to somebody else, it is bad. Right. But then if you take into account all of the factors that brought them to that place, that's why I can never say never. That's why I can never say that I would never be homeless or I would never rob a bank or I would never do this or that, or even as horrible as to say, I would never kill somebody or a child or get get as dark and dirty as you want to. You can't just pick and choose where your line is of what is too immoral to speak on and what isn't. Because you don't know the lows that that person has been in. Again, I feel like it's all about the lows that you don't understand. I, right. I, so clearly remember being like six or seven in the car in my dad's Buick Park Avenue and going, dad, like abortion is murder. How is it not? They're just young. Like it's the same thing. Like I don't get it. And he goes, well, Heather, 
I view it the same way, but not a lot of people do. And I was Don't like, do your dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is the sweetest man you have ever met. If you met him, you would know exactly why I'm talking like I do. But <laughs> I'm But just I get where he's coming from and I get why he sees what he sees. But in the years, in the past three, four years, I'd say probably especially, I've come to a completely different understanding of the matter. And I've had to question it because it's become personal. Exactly. Sometimes it's something made it personal to you. And so now you have to reevaluate your stance on the situation. Exactly. I have, you know, I had predisposed judgments and biases Mm -hmm. and adaptations of people and stereotypes that I have. I wasn't even able to come to recognize or really understand because I had just chalked them up to being my perspective. You know what I'm saying? Of what I thought was right and wrong and good and bad and vice versa, (laughs) whatever you want, fucking fill in the blank, et cetera. And I realized that the more I met people, the more I realized they're made up by their experiences just as much as I am. Same as Gulshan and and everybody else that has changed my thinking ever. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that our siblings aren't just these things in our lives? Like, they're legitimate human beings. Wait, what? (laughs) Where did that just come from? (laughs) It was a tweet I saw, but it was really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was just talking about like, whatever. <laughs> yes, siblings. <laughs> so big. <laughs> no, but in general, I mean, you could talk about siblings too. It's just like with the differences of opinions, even in growing up in the same you've environment. You've grown up in the same you know household. What? You've known the same people. Let's you talk have about the entire that. same family. Let's talk about how I and my brothers think so incredibly different from each other and we all grew up in the same environment, so whoo, maybe I need to check myself. Shoot. Because, but the thing is, is no. You know what? No, our environment was very different because me as a female, a young Ooh. female in the church, was treated with very different approaches than my brothers. And so in that, we were in the seemingly same environment, but we weren't. I was in a totally separate reality with the way that I perceived myself and the world than they were. So you want to talk about getting down to specifics of what makes a human being who they are and what drives somebody to murder somebody or rape somebody or vice what fill in the fucking blank. I'll go as far as to say that I, I do not believe in the death. Okay, wait. No, <laughs> Let's keep not going. Gonna, I don't believe in the death penalty. <laughs> Fuck. I don't believe in capital punishment. Okay, but let's let's look at that. At what point would you say that someone did something so wrong so, that they're like at what point do we value a human life? I think that we should always value a human life. I think that as a society as a whole, we love to evaluate and treat solely the symptoms rather than the roots of the issue. Mm-hmm. So you okay, can she just she 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 just okay she did that okay keep going you could bring that into any aspect of life you want to talk about symptoms of medical problems we are giving you this take this flozane for your asthma take this for whatever to so you give a steroid to expand your lungs but why do your lungs need expanding exactly. because your body created itself and if you want to get into the microorganisms that make up your body and how you so, are macroscopically and microscopically made your body is very capable of healing itself you ever mm-hmm. cut yourself and watch it heal? That shit's miraculous. So you mean to tell me you have asthma, but you smoke six blunts a day, <laughs> a pack of cigarettes, um, et cetera, et cetera. You haven't worked out in the last 23 years, et cetera. No, but the thing is, is that's it. We want to talk about chronic diseases. You want to talk about fibromyalgia, heart but disease, cancer. But we don't want to take the responsibility for getting us to ourselves to the point that we are at. Exactly. So what we do is we treat the symptoms Mm. rather than addressing the roots of the problems in general. Like I am constantly feeling like everything in life is talking about how shit is going down and not why. 
Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about like why something is happening. Why would we think that like we don't even address why somebody would rape somebody. We're just like that's so I, against what we believe. So, oh my god. But we funniest. don't want to get under into why they feel this need to overpower somebody or where that power complex comes from or what happened to this person where they were taken advantage of to completely distort their prefrontal cortex and understanding the decisions of right and wrong and what they're doing and how it's affecting other people around them because decisions were made around them that wasn't taken into consideration their feelings and so they they've blurred those lines and so there's this disconnect there's this huge fucking disconnect because we all have super fucked up thoughts you think what you think and I think what I think and you may not want to admit it but you are dirty in your thoughts and you have thought some fucked up shit you have said and done some fucked up shit and yet somehow we want to differentiate it's like Dexter like we all we somehow can sympathize with Dexter but you want to condemn the whoever fucking is on death row because you don't want to take any type of personal accountability for all of your fucked up shit going on in your you know what Ugh. let me chill <laughs> let me chill but it's just like you know what i'm saying no i completely get I'm it i'm yelling and at myself so... because of the way i judge people i agree and i like who am i but it's so funny that you brought that up because earlier when you said something and you were like yeah like who are we to judge trump or a racist or a rapist and when you said that, it was like, I was thinking about it and I was saying, okay, like, why, how did they get there? And then the fact that you brought that up is really interesting to me. Yeah. I just think that it's like, we love to feel like we can Victimized. just draw the line. Yeah, that. And we just feel like we can draw the line wherever we feel like drawing the line. If it's your brother, if it's your cousin, mm-hmm. somehow you've got a defense. Like, oh, you don't understand. He went through this. He did this. He was That's treated my this friend. Way. That's my cousin. He has That's a good heart. Sister. You know like, what I'm saying? But then if somebody who you don't know does something and you don't understand all of the factors that made up what they did, and no matter how much you think you know somebody, I promise you, you don't. But let's flip that situation. If it was your sister that got raped, what if it was your brother doing I it? I would have to try. I. That's, that's the thing. That's wild. So it's like because at that point, it would be, I know my brother's not a bad person. I love him so much. He could never harm a fly. But that's because you have the personal relation to him. Right. That's because you know what he can be. You know what his potential is. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's him as a human being. It's your expectation. Nobody wants to take into account other people's potential of Mm -hmm. good and bad and right and wrong. Because they're so absorbed in their own selves. You don't even know what some people's perceptions of it is. You don't know if that's what someone wants to be or not. It's like we walk around thinking we're these super complex human beings and we don't want to acknowledge that everybody fucking else is too exactly like how many times when you were little did you see a stripper and hear your parents say some trash ass shit about strippers or anybody like literally any kind of stereotype the tattoo guy or the one with the you know what i'm saying like exactly you have no fucking clue what that person did or does or wants to be and like i just feel like the more i met people the more i expanded my horizons the more i brought into my diversity the more i understood my biases and i have to constantly check my and I don't care if people say that's heavy. I don't care if people say I'm overthinking things or whatever. I just like, I think that life is a lot more complicated than a lot of people would care to admit. I think the key to or address understanding life in real, real, dip, 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 reality is that every time you think you get to know something, you understand that you know it less. And I feel the peace with that understanding, like coupling the two is the biggest part of understanding and maturing. And like today I was in the car and I was talking to Nick about like Adam's splitting. Right. And Mm. I was like, yeah, I was talking about energy and how like we are made up of so much energy. And I was like, yeah, like if an atom splits, it, you know, flattens Hiroshima. And he was like, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, yeah, like when an atom splits, it creates all this energy and like it can, you know, flatten a country or whatever. And he was like, no, let's watch a YouTube video on how the atom bomb works. And we had to like break it down. And I realized it's like nuclear fission. And what happens is an atom splits and it causes another atom to split. And it's actually millions of atoms splitting that cause a nuclear bomb rather than just one. Like I had thought. Yeah. And my old self would have been like, oh, 
you know, defensive or this Wait, or whatever. No, like, I, I mean, I saw this thing about it and I promise like, that's not what it said. Yeah. But now I'm just like, Oh cool. New information. Like now I have a, a better understanding of something. And yeah, I may have talked out of my ass. Like somebody mentioned how I had, I had said that like x-rays are, I said microwaves are energy readers or whatever. Some no, dumb ass I said shit. x-rays are like energy readers. That's what it was. And x-rays emit energy and it comes back as like visible light and there's a lot that goes into that yeah it was it was a little stupid and then I proceeded to call people uneducated so that was cool (laughs) the progression was fantastic yeah I love that but no it was like it's cool that's the thing it's cool I get it I rambled I repeated myself I forgot to edit out a couple things and (laughs) we love it (laughs) we're fine that's it's fine we're fine everything's fine everything's good (laughs) it's good I have a lot of feelings (laughs) But I just feel like I would love if we could do anything in this podcast, absolutely anything. It would just be to help everyone want not just be more self-aware, but want to be more self-aware. You know what I'm saying? To just if you say something, if you agree with something, if you disagree with something, if something makes you angry, happy, sad, frustrated, have a reason why. <laughs> yeah. You literally went all out of bounds with that audio. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> it's just but it's true. Have a reason why. We have a reason why whether you care to acknowledge it yet or not is or whether you agree with it or not, but have a reason have an understanding of why you believe what you believe and get or real dance that's what like that's why sitting on the fence never works this lukewarm ass shit that we all love to call life mm-hmm. is bull exactly. like and i'm over it like if everybody's like oh i just get to be this and that and whatever and like oh okay i don't know about politics i don't know about this yet somehow if somebody says something about a political figure you feel the right to have an opinion exactly and not just have an opinion but get pissed off when somebody has a differing opinion and you can't stop and question yourself as to why like that shit is it's crazy to me like you want to say oh i don't know about this but here's my thoughts like and and what and and it's not even that you're giving your thoughts because talking about things and giving opinions and bouncing ideas off of people so that we can better understand things That's great. I'm into it. I think you should always speak on things you don't know about so that you can learn more about said things. But when you're speaking on things definitively and dogmatically and And you don't have authority on it when you don't and you know you don't know what you're talking about. You do not have a fully developed understanding of what the fuck you're talking about. And I know because I don't have a fully developed understanding. I'd be out here talking about global climate change and I literally could not state you okay one goddamn fact I'm, I'm not I know one. a little bit about climate change give I me know one that, fact huh give me one fact about climate change yeah. oh, okay um <laughs> the Brazilian government is currently burning the forests on purpose to make room for cattle farms which are emitting ozone gas okay I mean, so grace passed the vibe I mean, check not I ozone gas did not. <laughs> it's um not ozone gas. It's killing the ozone. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. Depleting the ozone. No, layer. but what's the gas that comes from fucking cow farts? It's the methane gas, right? Heard something like that. I don't anyway, know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's the whole point. That's the <laughs> whole point. You want to talk about being somebody doing something wrong or unethical? This is like I feel like I'm in an ethics class. Like, would you steal the bread if it was for Dude, your family? I, honestly. Like, <laughs> Feel kind of bad even doing this podcast and telling people what they should start believing and thinking about. I'm not about. telling anybody what they should start True. believing. I'm telling people to question everything you believe. Including me, please, God, because I'm probably wrong. Question me. I loved the feedback that I got that was like, hey, you might want to like, yeah, like tone can it you down. Please pull yourself together because you were speaking out your ass and I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, you right. You right. You right. Just a little bit. You right. No, but I think that like I don't know. 
Like, I could talk about, you know, Bolsonaro in Brazil and a little bit about climate change and, like, what's going on there and just some shit. But, like, when it comes down to it, I'm talking because I want to learn more about it. There's a total difference between talking, like I said earlier, about dogmatically. Like, you cannot be changed. Information Mm -hmm. cannot sway you. And you're not there to understand. You're just there to speak your slightly thought-through opinions on things. And it's, like... It's it's frustrating that we live in this environment and this climate and this society and this world that that accepts that as critical thought. Correct. Like that is passable as an opinion and a belief and a stance on something when in reality it's just this super undeveloped bullshit bias that we've just enveloped and taken into our lives and we co-signed all and of these assumed ideas assumed as truth. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Say less, babe. We assume shit as truth. Yes. Because it's what's been fed to us, and it was fed in an eloquent way that spoke to me, and I understood it, and I accepted it. And it padded the truth that we had already known as truth. Right. It it made me feel validated, Mm. like we were talking about in the first episode. Confirmation by, We're just looking for validation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We want people to tell us that we are what we think we are. And when they don't, it's uncomfortable. And in that uncomfortability, you revert back to your instincts, which is defense, defense, defense. And it's the a fight or fight method. The funniest part about that is you are what you want and actively try to be. So what he talked about in the biology of belief is that when we get into this, like when we don't follow the Socratic method and we get a no-no response off the bat, if I said greater grace is a cult, first stop, you know, Mm-hmm. first second in the episode you know how many people i would have lost <laughs> they would have been like Arr! probably uh 93 of our other All 128 of listeners okay. thank you to the other 35 <laughs> y'all are some bombs odd flex <laughs> <laughs> weird flex but okay <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's like i just i just like it's cool i just want to consider the way that I speak to people. I don't know exactly what I was just saying. But I think it it loops back to what I said last week, I want to say, when I said, like, what your... And again, your intentions are what you say. You can say anything you want. So I'm a server. You've been a server. We've all been servers. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. So I had a manager or an owner tell me that you can say whatever you want, but if in your head you are thinking, fuck you... To it's going to come across. They're going to feel it. They're going to sense Energy it. Energy transfers. It's going to come out of you no matter what your face says, what your eye says, what your body says. None of that is going to be negated by the way you say something. Right. So if you know that your intentions, your message is going to be carried through whatever you say, your intentions should be pure. Let's talk about the pendulum swing of that, though. Exactly. If you have pure intentions and you're not conscious of your communication competence, so are we talking about the pendulum does that swing backfire? on someone else, or are we talking no, about the, the pendulum, pendulum swing? swing of good intentions and feeling like your good intentions are valid because you believe you? have good intentions and you're not communicating them properly i would feel so what that that. does is it creates a defense sorry it just like it creates a defensive mechanism because i know that too well like Mm -hmm. i think because i have good intentions that people need to understand my communication even if i am not communicating in the most proper way Mm -hmm. if i am not communicating in a kind way that is going to be easily accepted i still feel like the information should be accepted and if it's not i see the faults in other people's understanding rather than the, you know, the the errors in my judgment of communication. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would come back to like, hold on, let me think about that. No, yeah, it's like, I don't think we realize how much, I don't know. I just wanted this to be an episode where we talk, like where we break down why we think what we think. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we've said that a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred times more. Why? Because, Why? because Why? I never want to stop. I don't either. I never want to stop. I want to constantly, like you said earlier about the more you learn about something, the more you realize you don't know anything. And ex- it's accepting being okay with that fact. It's the same Concept, as I was saying, how you can appreciate a flower but not have to pick it and break it and kill it to take it home. You can appreciate something's beauty without it having to be yours. Exactly. And just appreciating the beauty in other people Mm -hmm. rather than 
focusing on what Instead our differences are. Instead of being are, able to relate on the strength of your similarities, you can relate on the fact that you have strengths in your personality as human beings as opposed to them being the same thing. Right. Or them benefiting you. I think I get what So you flowers mean. benefit you because you get to see them. You get a dopamine release. You understand that they make you happy and that they smell great and that they signify life and rebirth and rejuvenation. But if you pick it and you bring it home so you can appreciate that beauty and that beauty is yours, they are going to die. Right. So where is the actual like understanding? Is it, is it the in that? ownership of the understanding or is it the understanding itself? Alan Watts said, and this like fucked me up, was that he said something along not measuring days by productivity. Oh, productivity. We've been talking about this lately. And yes. measuring days by amount or, or experiencing uh by the amount of experiences that you have. No, and the not experiencing by the, the awareness. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. how much of your day did you really experience? How many times, how long were you present during your day? Were you on your yeah. phone ignoring what the other person said so you could just say, yeah, yeah. Fuck ignoring what yeah. the other person said, ignoring things that you want to be addressing in your life. Like, I was literally having a conversation today about, like, what I wanted to do with my life or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just thought, like, if I really sat down and took a day to acknowledge these feelings, I could figure out so much shit that I am not willing to try and acknowledge. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's because I'm constantly, we have so many distractions. We have this endless stream of distractions. On so fuck just Instagram, you have probably like nine things going on in your mind and your memory retention is five plus minus two. Let's think about that. Yeah. I just want to like, I want this episode like finishing up in conclusion. In I would love to just like encourage everyone to just take a day or two anytime like take a, a like an hour to just sit with yourself and and like not critically in a harsh way but analyze in a in a valid skeptical analysis way based in critical thinking and evidence of yourself, zoom out of your subjective perspective and mm -hmm. try and take a more objective approach to your self-awareness. Yeah. Like I think that all of us need to just take a second, slow down and figure out why we think the way that we think what we do and why and how. And I think like, it's, it's going to blow your minds how much freedom comes from giving a shit about what you put into the universe and how and why things come back to you the way that they do. I feel like there's just a freedom in acknowledging things and things being tangible. The second you make something aware or present by speaking it or understanding it or coming to an understanding with it, Yes. It makes it completely different. Once you understand personally what something is and what it fills and what boundaries it can grow into, you understand what it is and how it affects everything. I would love to get into this idea of noting. I think we should do a whole episode on meditation. And so I would Ooh. love to get into it more on that I one. I think we should do a guided meditation on here. <laughs> that would be so fun. Do you really want to meditate to our voices? No, please don't. <laughs> oh, I fuck. don't think my guided meditation would be that Actually, good. Actually, Heather's voice would kill it. Mine is a little irritating. Just tell me what to do and I've got you, but I don't promise it'll be good. Keep going. It'll be great. I'm just saying that like, it'll I would love to get into this because it's not just meditation. And I would, and in that episode, I want to talk about it's, it's kind of, it's mindfulness, but mindfulness is a funny word because you're in mindfulness. You're actually not using your mind. You're, it's more of like an awareness. Exactly. I'm not sure if I really like the term mindfulness, but it's like when it comes to meditation, there's this, there's this practice of noting and that's what ties into what we were just talking about when it comes to emotions and things that you're feeling and going through. It's like this acknowledging of them rather than this admission of them or like this surrendering to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I feel sad, I acknowledge that I feel sad mm -hmm. and 
I accept it for what it is. I understand its origins and I let it go. I don't get mad at myself for being sad. I don't feel like I should be sad or I'm not sad enough or this or whatever. And I delve into this, you know, like spiral of a pity party Mm. or opposite of that feeling like I should be happy or whatever kind of self-critical thoughts may come from that. You just acknowledge it and you move on. And it's like when you're trying to clear your mind for a meditation, that's how they teach you to note your thoughts. So when thoughts come into your mind, they're not who you are. Your thoughts are not you. Yeah. So acknowledging your thoughts, acknowledging the way that you think and do things. And being able to understand where they're stemming from and where they're coming from and what is influencing those ideas that you have. It gives you so much grace for yourself. Correct. It gives you so much freedom. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking freeing to know that you are not the sick fuck that you think you are. It just relieves the self-deprecation of it, I feel. Yeah, this, and and maybe y'all don't want to admit how much you self-analyze or you have successfully grown up in an environment that doesn't teach you to self-analyze and congratulations. That is, you know, great. A key. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, we did not inhabit. Major key. Um, Major key. Can't relate. Uh, (laughs) But I... I, for one, am somebody who is very harsh with myself, and I would love to just, like, really practice this idea of noting my emotions and my beliefs and everything that comes in and out of my life and not absorbing it, not Mm. being it, not dwelling on it. just Not letting it infiltrate our minds and become one of our own thoughts. Just feeling it and letting it go. Let that shit go. Let that shit go. Yeah. Like, let it go. I just, I don't know. I, I would love, and I know we're, we're probably, we should probably, you know, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Like we would love for you guys to come back every week and just talk to us about so many different types of, I don't even know what to call it. Areas of life. Yeah. Just misperceptions of ourselves and people. Misperceptions and conceptions, I suppose. It doesn't really matter. They're pretty synonymous. But I just, we just want to break down like, what the fuck are we doing on this earth and why we are talking to ourselves and other people the way that we are. Why? 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 But why though? But why though? (laughs) Anyway, we love you all. We appreciate your support and we are so excited to come back to you next week to break down some barriers, get a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, duel. We love you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your effort. And we will see you in one week on Monday. So excited. Bye. (laughs) Here we go. Three, zero. Yeah. Yeah.